welcome to at YouTube Podcast, episode number eighty-two. We're talking all things YouTube, in particular uh, the YouTube tour that happens to be happening as we, well, in an hour from now, as we record. Anyways, they'll be taking the stage in Chicago for night two. So you could sort of think of us as your opening act if you were happen to be watching or listening right now. Uh, with me on this episode, I have got uh, Sherry. Welcome back to the show, Sherry. Hello. Am I falling from the sky yet? <laughs> And Matt McGee. Hello, hello, hello. And Mason. I'm falling for you, too. Kobe Kalei, everybody. <laughs> I like her a lot. She's awesome. All right. She's great. She's really great. I can't great. say I know, I can't say I know a ton of songs, but, you know. <laughs> I know I, I know that one. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, I'm Confused About Who We're Talking About podcast. <laughs> Playcast, episode one. <laughs> you and Matt, the millennial and Matt going on. <laughs> All right. So as we record this, of course, like I said, uh, YouTube is going to be going on in about an hour. So we'll stop the live recording anyways, uh, around that time. You can maybe hang out here on the Twitch stream. If you're so inclined, twitch.tv slash goodstuff underscore FM is where you can find us when we stream out and, uh, click the little heart thing above there and you can follow and get notified when we go live. But, uh, we're as, as always, if you're brand new to this podcast, this is your first one you're tuning in for, we're going to be talking spoilers. So we're not going to censor what we talk about as far as set lists and what happens in the show, anything like that. So if you are like me and you have a concert coming up in f- well four shows, uh, I think it's two weeks from today in Montreal is when I'll finally get to actually experience the Experience in Innocence tour and don't want to be spoiled by that. Don't listen any further. Stop now and, and listen later. You can also uh, get updated on YouTube News by listening to the at YouTube News Brief on your um, Alexa, Google Home, or something else devices is there any other devices what other smart you can devices? you can yes you can ask siri to play it oh well th- why don't i just do that and then we can skip the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and matt will also personally call your home phone and right. just tell you all the news <laughs> that's, that's my favorite just like the innocence it'll, experience album or the innocence songs yeah. of innocence album it'll get dropped right into your phone except matt will just <laughs> deliver it right to your mailbox and also, uh, <laughs> the uh, YouTube, uh, we've got some at YouTube uh, tour wallpapers for your mobile device to check out if you're curious. Matt, you had a, I can't remember if this was on the podcast or afterwards, you said someone from YouTube somewhere was like impressed with your screenshot of the. Yes. That was on the one last of our, episode. Forgive yes, me. Sorry. One, one of the, I, I'll, I won't reveal any names, but one of the band's associates uh, that I bumped into in Las Vegas. We were having a conversation about upcoming tour dates, and we couldn't remember when a certain show was, so I busted out my phone, and I said, look what we got. And this person said, oh, I got that too, and they had it on their phone, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. So yeah, it was just like, woo! (laughs) All for free from at YouTube.com. Exactly. Exactly. All right. In uh, in recent U2 news, just in case you weren't listening to the U2 news, U2 news brief, uh, Bonner and Edge were on the Ellen show last week now, right? And May 15th episode, I think it was. Um, what do you guys think? Did you watch it? You saw it? How did you think of their uh, acting in the bits? <laughs> I suddenly had a hankering for a lettuce bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was that? What, there was, what was that about the lettuce bar? Well, they were tr- she sent uh, them to find out what was in the lettuce bar or something. Uh, the, the salad, salad bar, bar, for God's sake. Yeah, Ellen, uh, Ellen, no, they said Ellen wanted bar, to know exactly bar. what was in the salad bar. And, and uh. Bono kept calling it the lettuce bar. 
That's right, the lettuce bar. But oh, that was cool. my favorite part of that of that whole bit was when Edge was ordering drinks at 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 the Starbucks, and Bono turns around and uh, takes off the sunglasses where the sunglass uh, uh, display was and starts, you know, running his fingers through his hair and and uh, grooming himself. I thought that was great. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. There. It was. Uh, it was fun. I like how Ellen uh, definitely doesn't. Uh, at least give them a lot of. Uh, she she's willing to poke fun at them, anyways, and they had fun with her, obviously, in uh, making fun of her in front of the making fun of them in front of all her writers and things like that. So very good. That'll that's on that YouTube.com if you haven't seen it on Ellen's YouTube channel as well. Uh, Larry Mullen is playing an actor. Or sorry, Larry Mullen. <laughs> Where's my sound clip? Fucking an actor. Somebody didn't like Man on the Train. Uh. <laughs> I don't have my. Oh, here it is. I definitely see myself acting more as a musician in the future. No, he's being played by an actor in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. What's the story there, Sherry, or whoever threw that in the? Notes? I think. I think. I yeah. I, well, Sherry, if you know, I but I, I'm the one that put it in. There's uh, there's there there's somebody tweeted this. Uh, one of the guys over in Dublin, I think, tweeted this. There's. You may know or you may not know, but later this year, there's a movie coming out called Bohemian Rhapsody, which is the story of Queen, um, kind of focused on Freddie Mercury. And so there's going to be, you know, all kinds of different stuff going on. But there's, you know, you've got the list of cast members of who's playing other, you know, different musicians. And there's some dude that I'd never heard of, an actor playing Larry Mullen. And I'm just, I just thought that was interesting that somehow in the queen story, Larry Mullen is going to make an appearance. And I imagine it's got to be related to live aid. That would be the, the biggest kind of thing where mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury and you two had a overlap cross paths kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's the guy, the actor, uh, he's in that other show with the thing. TBH, when I saw the actor's face, I thought, wow, that looks like Mason Merritt. <laughs> I, I totally can't think of his name Thank right you. now in uh, Mr. Robot. That's Ma- Matthew, Matthew Hughes. Hughes. No, well, he was in. It's Freddie Mercury. Sorry. It's Freddie Mercury. No. Oh, no. Remy. Yeah, that's uh, Remy Malik. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I watched too many movies and I haven't seen this guy, Matthew Houston, in anything, but he does not look like me because he is handsome and I. And <laughs> your your cats think you're handsome. They do, they do. <laughs> but no, that, that is cool. I I was kind of out on this movie because of the something that they're emitting, but now I might check it out. I don't know. I'm not a big Queen fan, so if I can bring earplugs, then I'll be fine. But if not, then you know I'll just hang out until Larry shows up, and then I, I'll go. bail. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine he has too many lines in it, but we'll see. Uh, Sherry, you were tweeting about this and kind of excited. Sirius XM adding a YouTube experience channel starting June 1st. Any yes, comments there? Yes. Uh, well, uh, uh, along the lines of uh, the Beatles and Pearl Jam and Grateful Dead and Springsteen and Billy Joel, YouTube is finally joining the ranks of having their own special channel. Right now, Channel 30 has um, Fleetwood Mac. And so uh, June 1st, that'll transfer over to the U2 Experience 24-7 for the 30 days of June. Um, they're going to be playing everything from their 40-year catalog. What, I, what we don't know is if they will have any um, other live shows mixed in besides the uh, replay of the show at the Apollo. Um, 
like on the Pearl Jam channel, they will have, you know, whole concerts and same thing with uh, Springsteen. So that would be really ideal if they could, you know, drop entire shows um, besides the uh, studio songs uh, for that month. So once again, that starts June 1st, goes through June 30th, um, Channel 30 on your Sirius XM dial. And the uh, Sirius XM only uh, 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 exclusive uh, concert at the Apollo Theater will be broadcast on the Howard Stern channel. That's channel 101 with um, Jenny Ellescu and a uh, friend of the band's uh, Bill Flanagan doing all the pre-show mm. um, uh, festivities leading up to that. So the show is on the 11th, but it's not airing uh, f- uh, until, uh, what was it? The, thir- the 13th? At 5 p.m. So when it airs, yeah, so when it airs, it'll be... Um, uh, probably edited, <laughs> knowing Bono, um, because the band are perfectionists. So uh, uh, once again, it is invite only. Sirius XM subscribers have to have been subscribed to the service as of I think it's April twenty eighth, and in, in order to qualify, um, and you just go to Sirius XM slash U two for all the information and to uh, put in for. Uh, for your raffle and hopefully you get picked for two tickets. Nice. Fingers Uh, crossed. So yeah, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, that runs up against uh, many people flying over to Belfast for the U2 conference. So uh, not me. I am clear. We'll let us know. (laughs) Just just you win. Then you go to Belfast. I'll go to New York. (laughs) You can look. You can dress up like Sherry. It's a happy problem to have if I get selected, but I doubt it. <laughs> Knowing that I haven't been picked for the uh, uh, putt putt for the biking with Bono, uh, uh, I don't even want to go down the whole list of all the contests that I've lost. But you know, I'm just going to rank that one right up there too because I'm just say mini golf. All right. The- <laughs> Which reminds me, one other contest for those in the in the Massachusetts and New Hampshire area, Mix 104.1 in Boston is uh, giving away a week at a Cape Cod beach with a special musical guest of a particular Irish rock band coming to play at your beach house uh, for one afternoon. Um, all that information can be found on uh, uh uh, mix1041.com you have to be a resident of Massachusetts or New Hampshire in order to qualify and oh. you need to uh, register by June 12th that's um, geographic when profiling are, or something I don't know what there's something wrong with it is Chris when are they going to do the play in your igloo in Saskatoon contest <laughs> <laughs> igloo uh, igloo you too I don't know no. this is the one the two months <laughs> oh, of the year where there's no uh, there's no igloo I'm actually back in the house right now so i'll i'll remind you very politely oh i I just wonder about the apollo show do we for the listeners out there do we know when people will find out if they got tickets or not like is there because i know the the concert's june 11th and that is fastly approaching i don't know um uh i think all all registrants have to be registered by june 5th Uh, wow that's a quick turnaround Date rings a bell. Well, they're anticipating that that it'll be you know locals who will be going to it. So right, um, right. Um, probably no. I haven't gotten you. a response from the folks at Sirius as to when folks are going to be finding out. 
You'll probably find out when you get the 2019u2.com gift. <laughs> you have to try new things to keep the relationship fresh. Thank you, The Edge. I'm actually, oh, but I, I'm a tentative plus one for federal U2er Brian, at U2er Brian. And I'm considering whether or not I want to give up one of my uh, New York City tickets, one of my NYC Madison Square Gardens for it. Uh, so... I don't know. Am I crazy for do, for doing that, or because I can only make two shows really in in the city? Well, know. you know, it's going to be a different set list for the uh, for the yeah. series XM event. Um, Very different. Like yeah. The Roxy back in 2015. Yeah. You know, we're going to yeah. Get, I'm using that as my barometer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get a different set list. You know, they're going to play Angel Harlem. I mean, how can they not play Angel Harlem at the Apollo? They're in Harlem, um, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you would be a completely different vibe of a show. Yeah, I would go with the plus yeah. one, given the choice. Yeah, given given the choice, I would choose. I would choose the contest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll only fifteen hundred in the building, Mason. So go for it. Yeah. Really? Fine. Well, I'm like half of that, so I can fit in. <laughs> and uh, finally, they also you two won a, a Billboard Music Award of uh, the top tr- touring Dose. rock. Top rock tour category. Sorry, yeah, two. U2 wins two. I think I said that, but maybe I said it wrong. Top rock tour and the top touring artist category, which is for back last year's Joshua Tree Tour 2017, beating out Coldplay and Guns N' Roses. So welcome back to 1994 in a sense, I guess. Coldplay wasn't around then, but um, and then uh, Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars as well in the list. So do these? it's hard to imagine that the band is that excited or worries or thinks about those kind of stuff that much, do you I think? think- I think those two categories were based mostly on sales and earnings and stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we just mentioned hearing because we're a YouTube podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For y'all to trying to be, we're, we are absurdly comprehensive according to GQ. So we're, we're just trying to live up to that. <laughs> nice little name drop. They, yeah. they didn't, they, 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 they actually mentioned we have a podcast too, right? Didn't they? Or, I think they said something. Well, they, about the well, they're planning a whole feature on you. So I mean, right. no, that, the podcast is the next quarter, Chris. They're gentlemen's quarterly, so they got to spread it out a little bit. <laughs> Drop of megalomania, touch of generosity, dash of self-promotion. <laughs> Wasn't it the British version of GQ that uh, um, um, Adam has a uh, a writing gig for anyway? Yeah, he hasn't done that in a long time, has he? It was like a one-time. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff in his draft so, folder, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to the right. inbox. Come on, Clayton. To the inbox. Clayton, so you can tweet out uh, questions or comments for the show if you use, hash- use hashtag ask at you too. And uh, I think there's something in my Pepsi or something. Uh, send the comments, questions into the show. And at uh, CK Onans said, hi, can you pronounce my, correctly my username? And I guess, no, I can't. So there you go. But they also asked, is there any news regarding the video of the Joshua Tree Tour 2017? I guess it won't come out during the EI Tour. Have we heard, we never heard, have you heard anything, any dates, anything, any rumors? Anything? Nothing? No? I would assume it's, it's later It'll go the year. way of the documentary. Kasula <laughs> says, it'll be re- uh, by the way, for the Apollo, the drawing will be held on or around June 4th. Thanks, Kasula. There we go. Good follow up back in the to- chat room. Back to Joshua Tree. So yeah, basically yeah. we don't know nothing, uh, nothing further we would expect to be out this year, just in terms of timeliness with 
that will also be that will also be released with the 2019 subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be this enormous collection of stuff that will announce, and then you wait like forever to get it. Yeah. So people are still getting their vinyls. By the way, (laughs) I know somebody tweeted the other day that they just got their vinyl. (laughs) It was announced a year ago. Wow. Oh, yikes. Better late than never. Look, I never got the little the little luggage tag thing from the very first year and never did get that. So so <laughs> been waiting like uh, ten or twelve years for that. <laughs> well oiled touring touring machine is not so much in the uh promotional delivery. Maybe if they at least just brought them along to the concerts and said, you know, raise your hands wherever you are. <laughs> we'll give you your <laughs> your uh, fan club gift if you're in the in the con- audience somewhere. Instead of confetti raining down, it's all the vinyl. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> all right. Uh, at this train, 9900 said, do we know if the recent vinyl reissues of pop and all that you can't leave behind are remastered? I believe Wide Awake in America is the 20, 2009, 2009 remaster, but I'm not sure about those other two. Anybody know? Sherry, you know, I think. Yes. <laughs> They're all remastered? We yes. Just short, quick answer. Okay. Awesome. Well, we, we're up against the clock here, Chris. We've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> That's right. It's, the band is coming on in 40 minutes. so <laughs> They're waiting for us, too. So yeah. onus is on us. We're <laughs> just waiting for U2.com to tweet. As soon as that U2 finishes with the podcast, tonight's show will start. <laughs> Larry's huddled around a laptop cracking his knuckles. He's like, they better get off. We've got a oh, show to do. Yeah. <laughs> Someone to punch. <laughs> Those feckers better get off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! That was not potty mouth, Nick Boston. That's not a, <laughs> no, that's not a potty mouth unless was, you're in Ireland, is it? It wasn't <laughs> potty mouth, Nick Boston. That was the crass Canadian. Good, my God. <laughs> is that illegal to you talk? Just want like to hear that? him say sorry, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, okay. Uh, for our roundtable tonight, we're going to talk, uh, of course, about the tour. Uh, we have uh, actually, you know what? Let's just jump right into. We've got Jill, who was our so at YouTube has an Instagram account and uh, Instagram.com slash atu2com, right? Atu2com. I think I said that right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can obviously follow them. And then on the Instagram stories, we handed the keys over to Jill at YouTube staffer Jill with uh who was at the show i think with her dad and uh was in some i forget which section exactly she says in the show but in the instagram story 303 represent and uh so you can go at least for another what it'll probably be there for another 10 minutes i guess or something like that it'll drop off after 24 hours unless we saved it somewhere but uh you can check that out and and uh, i'm assuming that's something that we'll be doing from time to time in the future matt is that mr yes when whenever jill goes to a show she's going to do that (laughs) oh only jill is allowed (laughs) Okay. She's the only one that's volunteered. You know how it works around here. You volunteer for something, it's all yours. Take it <laughs> <Sounds> away. <good. laughs> all right. But uh, in the at the end of it, she gave a little sort of review of the show. I thought we'd just uh, include that here for viewers. You can watch the thing uh, live on Twitch and then also for the audio folks. Of course, you'll hear the uh, recording of it. So here we go, Jill. Hi. So I am back from the show. And I um, was posting the Insta stories really, really fast tonight. Um, You know, trying to keep up with four Irish guys. Um, So they're all uploaded on the at YouTube Instagram page. So please check them all out. Um, Some just little notes from the show. Um, American Soul, hands down, favorite song of the night. I've been kind of going back and forth between that and the blackout. But American Soul, definitely on fire. Wonderful. Perfect. 
Also, being in a seat was really cool because um, under where they perform on the B stage or the E stage, whatever we're calling it, um, during certain songs, um, you could see like the graphics. And that was pretty interesting. Like during Staring at the Sun, um, underneath where Bono and Edge were was graphic of the sun and then it would turn into an eclipse um this was going towards the end of the song and as they were going into the charlottesville footage so that was really interesting and then at the end um for 13 uh when bono was walking towards the end of the stage um and the graphics for that were um like streets and like houses so like the intersections of like cedarwood road so that was all really like awesome to get the chance to see that um from the seat and um best part about having a seat tonight shock nobody cut in front of me to go to the bathroom or to go get a beer so oh come back jill okay let's all talk in for jill try and fill in what she's saying <laughs> try and guess larry larry too. larry <laughs> <laughs> Glasses, glasses, handsome, Larry. Glasses, yeah, see, handsome. see, see, see. There we go. See? Yeah. Larry Mullen Jr. See? Real talk. <laughs> uh, Clark Kent Mullen. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Chill. He's so handsome. Translation, Good job with the glasses. That was <laughs> that was a tease of uh, what you could find on the uh, At YouTube story. So, um, yeah. Anyways, the... Uh, the yeah the the big thing the news out of the that Jill didn't actually see because she was up in the seats was that Bono did fall down. We kind of joked about it at the beginning. Uh, and if you've seen, I'm sure by now you've probably seen clips of it. But we'll link to a video on on YouTube in the show notes. But uh, um, and show notes by the way, in case you're curious what I mean by whenever I say that, goodstuff.fm in your browser slash atu2 slash 82, and there'll be all the links to things we talk about in the episode, hopefully. Uh, but it actually was a pretty good tumble he took. Like I. We saw tweets about it, it happening and didn't see video or photos of it. And then until later, obviously, but uh, it was a pretty good fall, I think. Especially yeah, for the-, the crazy thing was, was when the tweets were coming in, we were trying to uh, confirm that it had indeed happened because um, at least uh, uh, for me, I was getting conflicting information from somebody saying it was probably just a troll saying that it happened. Then I got another tweet saying, uh, 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 did I hear this right? Did Bono really fall? And so here, uh, uh, I think Matt was uh, uh, investigating it. I was investigating it. Tasula was doing the, the live tweet for the site. And we're pouring through all the periscopes uh, that had already uh, uh, ended to try to find where where it could have possibly happened. And there's this one periscope where it was sort of a, 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 uh, a far away distance. Um, Matt picked up on it. I did not, uh, where the spotlight just stopped shining on Bono. And that presumably was when, uh, he, uh, he stepped back and just fell backwards. There was no, um, uh, safety harness. There's, there's no padding. There's no nothing. He just went straight down. Um, and then this morning when I woke up, some folks had, had, uh, posted their, uh, their, their little videos from it. And, uh, it, it looked scary, but he just bounced right back. So either the bionic man and that German engineering has, uh, helped him over the years, or, uh, he takes a licking and keeps on ticking. I, I don't know, Matt, what do you think? 
<laughs> he's got so he's got so many like things fixed that it just he just like bounces off floors now. It's just yeah. it doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> it was I don't know. It was it, I mean that he was it was like he only fell like three or four stairs though, right? I mean like cuz he's here and then he's but here. He I mean, fell backwards. Yeah, yeah, but it was on back. I think he got a good, a lucky bounce is what <laughs> Because it it could have gone, you know, you can fall three feet I mean, on your head and you're done or whatever too if you hit the right way. Yeah, I, I, you're right. You're you're right. I shouldn't I shouldn't downplay it like that. I just I'm I, I'm just like mentally comparing it to Edge in Vancouver three yeah. years ago, and Edge <laughs> in Vancouver three years ago looked a heck of a lot scarier to my eyes. So, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it's they <laughs> they need to be careful. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> wow. But he did miss a beat. I mean, he he. Got up. Well, shouldn't be here because I should be dead. Well, you know, if there was ever a, a line to come back from, that would be it. You know. <laughs> I'm sure afterwards they were like, I'm sh- there must have been some engineering meeting where they're like, should we put stairs or should we put a ramp? And they ended up, let's just do stairs. That'll be quicker, easier, you know, whatever. And now they're slip like, and slide. Next we should have had a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the uh, I kept thinking about uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Peter Gabriel during uh, one of his his last tours was in one of those inflatable hamster balls, and and that's all all I could picture it was like Bono in the barricade in the in the rubber hamster ball rolling back and forth, uh, or maybe somebody tethering him with a, a bungee cord and and it turns into a bungee run that that might be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Mount Temple four in the chat room says forever the showman, uh, and Dana Star seventy eight on Twitter asks, can we put Bono in a few hundred feet of bubble, bubble wrap? Might as well wrap all of them. <laughs> Which yeah, is a uh, good. Just a little. Looks where he's going. Yeah, we save kind of guy who does Montreal <laughs> the street, and it's just uh, it's terrifying. But hey, you know, uh, in the videos that we saw, he kind of laid. He was <laughs> sort of laying there for a second. <laughs> the security people didn't really earn their day their day's pay. <laughs> they just kind of looked around like. What are you going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? I don't know. Probably fine. <laughs> then he just jumps back all- up and says, shouldn't be because I should be dead. And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. You shouldn't. Yeah. But His little smirk to the like- security guard. <laughs> yeah, may- yeah. Maybe he fell backwards and kind of bumped up his shoulder. But with all the metal that he's got in him, there's got to be like, you know, you know how magnets work. If you hold them out, if you try to push them together, they don't quite. Uh, they don't can't quite touch because of science or something. So maybe that happened. I don't know. <laughs> because of science or something. Yes. I guess we all skipped that class in university. Hey, I, I said in our Slack the entire concert the rest of the way, and he sounded yeah fine, and he looked fine as far as I could tell. So. I'm guessing some sort of memo will be added to the tour rider where, you know, if Bono or band member falls, then please try and help them up or something to the security or whatever's nearby. Just to like, you know, if they had a sense of humor, they would put on one of those stairmasters that like you see in the the commercials. You sit down and kind of like guide you down. Yeah. Like the elevator thing for your chair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Fabatini says in the chat room, there's no risky thing for a man who's determined to fall. Uh, yep. <laughs> turned out okay this time. Uh, all right. So any other thoughts on the Chicago itself? Uh, obviously we're a half hour away from showtime right now for tonight. Uh, expecting something different from the set tonight. One would assume. Well, uh, just real quick is that, uh, we do get, we've gotten a lot of questions about, about this particular topics and I can't imagine people are not going to be curious about it. Uh, today at Chicago to around, I want to say three 30, maybe four, 
uh, Bono, Edge, and Adam all came out to the um, loading dock to sign stuff, take pictures, say hi to fans. So still no Larry, but you know, if you go out there when you want to see a band member, odds are you should be able to see one of them depending on how they're doing throughout the day. So just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, we often get questions about how to get autographs and when to show up and things like that. And so, um, yeah, I just got to find the loading dock area, delivery area, look yeah. for a bunch of people lined up that aren't going into the arena <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And being very for the screams. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were practicing Red Flag Day. Whether or not we'll see that tonight, normally a show two, they'll switch out one or two songs. Uh, but this set list has been pretty consistent, give or take. Um, and that seems to be, you know, uh, 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 a good debate point. Either people like the consistency or they feel that um, U2's got such a large uh, uh, group of songs. Why are they limiting themselves? And uh, this is a tour that it's all about the storytelling. And there's not too many songs that can be uh, interplayed. <laughs> Uh, the way that they've got it set up. And I know that Matt, you had an opinion on that. Well, yeah, I did. I tweeted some stuff like, Oh, I don't know what, four or five days or a week or so ago. Um, It's not, I mean, it's, it is a debate and it's not just a debate that fans are having because like I said, and I'm not going to name drop or anything, but when we were in Vegas and I was lucky enough to bump into some of the people that surround the band and, you know, do this or that for them. Um, it's sort of a debate that they're having as well. Uh, you know, I was told specifically that, you know, they are wondering if there's, you know, if, if there's enough spontaneity during the course of the show and is there room to, you know, to go veer off in a different direction if they feel like doing that. And, you know, some are arguing that they should make some changes to, you know, to add, more space for that and others are saying you know this is the production and let's tell the story and all that sort of stuff so um yeah i don't know it's it's you know i think the the indoor tour three years ago had more room for you know more breathing room and that's kind of what i said on twitter is that it does feel like once you get past that first six or seven songs once they get to what is it the ocean which leads into iris you pretty much know what's coming the rest of the show. And I think it's a great show. I love the show. Um, and I, you know, I'd gladly go to, you know, to more and I'm, I'm done uh, with my schedule at least for, for now, but uh, you know, I gladly go to more. So I'm, I'm not complaining. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's very fixed. Uh, it's, it's like the zoo TV tour when they had, you know, a set list that they played pretty much constantly for several weeks in a row. Then they'd switch up a song here and then they'd play that set list for, you know, a couple, three weeks in a row. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just, I wonder if, you know, how that sort of tension is going to play out. If there's some that think they need to mix things up more or just like open some space for the opportunity uh, versus those that think that, you know, no, we got to stick to this story that we want to tell. I don't know. We'll see well, how it, well, the see how it goes. The difference with zoo TV was it still felt like it was a concert. They weren't putting on theater. And this particular tour in 2018 feels like it's a theatrical production. It, right. I, I mean, certainly the lessons that they learned doing the Spider-Man musical are, are certainly carrying over. And I've seen uh, comments on some of the social channels that I didn't come for theater. I came for a concert. 
and, right. and, and that's, and that's, that's where it's and getting that, mixed reviews. Yeah. And I mean, and that's always, it's always been the way with them. They've always had this thing. I mean, U2 has never been a band to just get on stage and play 20 songs at random. They've never done that. There's always a beginning, middle and end to their shows. And there's always this theatrical production, but no, you're right. It's this tour, you know, in that, that sort of balance between theater versus rock show and, and production versus spontaneity. It's really bent over towards product, the production side this time. We've got uh, 20 viewers right now live. And so if you're listening in the chat room and uh, and want to participate a little bit here, just throw in a comment. If, if you've seen the show, I guess, are you happy with the way it is or do you wish it was more open-ended? Just curious what sort of take the barometer of the folks who are listening live right now anyways. You can also tweet at us, like I said, at, at you too or using, and using the hashtag ask at you too and that'll get into the show in the future. Good. And I'll, I'll just—I mean, you, the, you just jogged my memory because you mentioned it being more open-ended. That was one of the thing, one of the topics that came up in these sort of conversations I had was that if you go back to last year's tour, the Joshua Tree tour, some of the best shows were when they just spontaneously ended the show with an extra song or two, and it just you know changed the whole vibe and all this sort of stuff. And with the way the show is now, with thirteen and Bono walks off the set, there's—I mean—that's it. There's no like, what's he going to do? Walk off and. Like there's, I mean, there's no opportunity for that kind of magical moment at the end of the show that you, you know, that you had a lot of, you know, relatively speaking, a lot of, but you had several times during the Joshua Tree tour. So that was that's yeah, and like, the, you know, go ahead. And the song and the songs from Songs of Experience that they did play during the Joshua Tree tour, they're either not doing or they've they've mixed up the uh, the production of it, which is also thrown off of. Um, uh, some of the folks who are going, who are expecting to hear little things that give you away, or the um, the all electric version of um, "You're the Best Thing About Me," they weren't expecting to have uh, um, those changes. Seeing as those songs were the ones teased during the Joshua Tree tour last year. Yeah, that's at Ken Cunningham three had mentioned as a comment or complaints about the set list legitimate, and then. <laughs> Question mark, and then proceeds to sort of complain about the sellers a bit. Uh, so he said, <laughs> "I would like to see raised by Wolves and thirteen replaced, but overall, I like it." So I guess your your uh, wish list was answered in terms of raised by Wolves has sort of been dropped. We'll see what happens tonight, um, and I hope Red Flag Day also stays and bring back Exit and bring back the fans on stage, which that's a, another whole controversial kind of topic as to whether I know in our yeah you two slack anyways. If anybody bring mentions, <laughs> let's bring this fans back on stage. Then there's the vocal for and the vocal against that uh, sort of pile in on that. So I'm sure everybody has opinions <laughs> on that. As I've said before, my case or my, my opinion on that is uh, as long as it's me that's brought up on stage, I'm fine with it, but anybody else should not be up on stage. <laughs> that's my you perfect argue with me all you want, but that's going to, I'm going to stick by that one. <laughs> um, I think we answered this in the last episode, but I thought just in case at inherit the land, did we, I love the U2 and the Tulsa show, but it seemed like guitars were really loud compared to Bono's voice. Did we do that one already? Matt, I feel like I'm having deja vu. We kind of talked, we t- I think we had a, I don't know if it was Matt's exact one, we had a similar question about the, the audio mix and that sort of thing. And how was the, yes, you were at more recent shows, Mason, you were at? Just the one. I, I think I was the one who made the Tulsa comment, how oh, okay. like, when, it, when they got to Love is Bigger, I just couldn't hear any nuance and I just right. guitar. And I thought I think I just think that's a venue problem that that's, you know, I love the BOK. The BOK was great. It was good to me, but 
it's not the greatest concert venue, but when they get to a place like Chicago or LA or New York, where they're kind of a bit more up to snuff, it'll be fine. But, um, and also it's loud. So, you know, if you have hearing issues, it might sound a little weird, but <laughs> I thought the, I thought the sound, uh, in Vegas was probably better than it was in Tulsa. Now that I think about it. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I wore, I had, you know, little, uh, earplugs, not earplugs, but like tissue paper or whatever in my ears for all the shows. And so that I thought, like the people that were complaining about two, you know, things being too loud, you know, the, the earplug thing helped me a lot. So it made it sound great for what it's worth. You can laugh, Mason, but you'll be doing the same thing in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm invincible. I'll never die. Yeah. I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, chat room updates. Sue says, I wish there was a better encore, but prefers the theater. Uh, Mount Temple says, I saw Tulsa and loved it. Caught most on Periscope. Have tickets for 11 more shows. I love surprises, but I'm happy regardless. <clears throat> Fabatini said, I don't see a problem in a fixed set list. And, uh, and then, yeah, we've got a show title suggestion for a tissue paper. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> From someone named Dog Burps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's me. One of the, um, <laughs> that's Kyle. Yeah. One of the nice things right. that they have been changing up is the Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me video. You've been uh, uh, having some updates to it. So, like in Tulsa, all of the um, U2 related uh, uh, symbols that we all have come to know and love on 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 the album art and on t-shirts and stuff like that. I believe they started off as as either gray or silver and now they're either uh, a shiny gold or like the um, the Vertigo target is now red. Um uh the friend of mine had a uh uh posted a photo of the disco ball lemon that's all shiny now. You've got all the um, city-specific things, like with the stretch limousine or um, uh, lights of home. There's a there's an image of of the uh, satellite of that particular city, and same thing with city of blinding lights. There's the skyline of that particular city. So at least they're they're putting in elements of of um, of. Uh, uh, of you know hello cleveland yeah it's their spinal sort of tap thing, sort of moment know? product i mean production type stuff is 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 definitely changing like even from tulsa to vegas there were there were several changes on the screen and all that i noticed and it looks like in some of the videos in the recent shows that they're making the and correct me if i'm wrong but i feels like to me they're making the whole mri thing a lot more visible and more expressed or what you know more obvious i guess is the word i'm looking for like some of those visuals that i've seen in the, the last couple shows it's like that's pretty plainly evident like medical imagery on the screen which yeah, i think you kind of had to you know maybe t- take a little guess the first couple shows yeah and that's definitely a brain that they are showing uh mri images of and then the question becomes with um, with the imaging during the blackout when you've got the uh, shadows <clears throat> of the bodies up there, if if those are also um, imaging of 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 the chest cavity as opposed to the brain cavity. So th- we've got some of our crackerjack medical folks who uh, follow <laughs> us have been sending us updates on that. I mean, all the stuff, or, or a lot of the stuff that the. The, the video team and the production team, you know, they can sit around all day and work on these new visuals and all that sort of stuff. It's the, 
I guess the, the debate is over the stuff that involves the band and what they're, what they're wanting to do. So. Yeah, Mount Temple in chat says, "Will the one video ever return?" One wonders. Which oh, is like please. The, we last please. episode we sort of heard the tease that it might sort of be returning in some form, but not in within uh, the one section or whatever. But uh, as of yet, hasn't returned. And you sort of wonder the the production workflow of how that is. Like someone probably gets an idea for, "Hey, I wonder if this visual would work better," and and then they have to like show it to Larry, sort of nervously bring their laptop to Larry and say. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Mullen Jr. Uh, I just wonder if maybe this could work here and like smash the laptop. Then he kicks it across the room. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Throws this T on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, with regards to the visuals, I do think they're, they are taking a bit of a less is more approach uh, in some ways. Like I think if memory serves, love is bigger than anything in its way. was toned down a little bit. I remember there being some visual thing. One of course is turned into a sea of cell phone lights. Uh, Remember when we used to have lighters? That was they can't do that these days. You're not old enough to remember that. <laughs> I I meant to say they, not we, but yeah. <laughs> Everybody's um, finger uh, thumb thumb tips got burnt. I remember that in '92. Hey, it happens. But um, what were I think you doing the, in '92? <laughs> we should do a segment. Uh, we we should do a segment where Mason asks us old folks what it was like back in the day. <laughs> so what's a so somebody tell me what a Rolodex is. <laughs> I don't even know what it really is. Is that like a context list that you don't have on your phone? What the, what's up with that? But uh, Well, the cassette no, to, player had to get shoved somewhere. Oh, right, right. <laughs> but uh, jumping back a little bit to the, um, to the set list questions, because, you know, this is obviously something that you never, nobody's ever going to be, not everybody's ever going to be happy about a set list. But I do think that they have definitely an opportunity at the beginning of the encore, because that's uh, that's, you know, pretty obviously... When you go to a show, the moment when people say, all right, well, I'm going to go beat traffic, uh, that's, and which is too bad because love is bigger than anything that's way in 13 are great songs and great experiences. But um, the encore itself doesn't have the punch that an encore usually does. And I, th- I still say that Bad is a big enough song that is, hasn't been played like it's a big enough song that you could slide it in there and kind of throw some red meat and keep people happy and say, oh, well, bad was in there and I love bad. And I think people would be happy. Uh, Cause if you don't want to bring out the Joshua tree, I think that's your next, uh, next best bet. But I was wondering about that today too, just looking at some of the GA video, I forget some of the, uh, you know, wherever I saw it on YouTube, but from up, maybe it was Jill's video too, but like, you know, the last few songs and people are walking out the doors, you can see it sort of emptying in, in certain areas. Like you've paid 200 or whatever dollars for this show. And you're like, you're concerned, more concerned. And <laughs> maybe you have to get to work right away or whatever. I like people have lies, but like, you're more concerned about the extra 20 minutes in traffic than actually seeing the whole show. And like, like people wait after the credits for a Marvel movie that they've paid 10 bucks for <laughs> just to see some clip of like Stan Lee doing something funny or whatever. Like this is <laughs> Chris, yeah. that's the, that's the argument <clears throat> over, you know, did you two or live nation price this tour so that mm. only folks who can afford those types of tickets who don't really care <laughs> whether or not they they stay for the whole show or not. I mean, I, I remember MSG uh, back in 2015, there were a whole bunch of, you know, suits down on the floor who wanted to leave during every breaking wave to go and get drinks um, outside of MSG. Um, and meanwhile, you've got, 
you know, others who, who, who are really a lot more passionate about the band who couldn't afford to get in there. So, uh, live, live nations decisions, um, created the audience, uh, dynamic that we're seeing. And I'm sure tonight, uh, at Chicago too, um, I haven't looked online cause we've been recording, but, um, I'm sure that there's going to be areas that are going to be draped off, um, um, sections that were, uh, 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 shifted because the tickets just never sold. I mean, today at four this afternoon, you could still get $106 tickets or $41 tickets. They, they had dropped those ticket prices down tremendously. Sure. So wasn't it sold out? Wasn't it sold out? Isn't that what they said? Last night, (laughs) uh, uh, they claimed it was, but Jill's reporting was that there were entire rows empty up in the, up in the nosebleeds. So it all depends on what they want to consider a sellout. If there's still an empty seat and it's not held by production, then it's not really a sellout. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a stickler for those people like probably that. left right time. away. They, they actually came and then left <laughs> yeah. just to beat what? traffic. <laughs> what? There's I just, no opening act. I'm out. You know? yeah. I just really <laughs> love that. No, that Noel Gallagher song. All right. See you later. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's not just the pricing though. It's the, it's the fact that a lot of these shows are on weeknights. It's the fact that the school year is still going on. A lot of people our age want to bring their younger their kids to the shows. So, and it's the fact that the show start is quote starts at eight, but U two doesn't go on until eight thirty. Or as is the case in Chicago one, where they had the technical problems, they weren't on until three minutes before nine. And it's a long show that runs two hours and fifteen twenty minutes. Um, so and the yeah, it's hard to see. And you add all this stuff up, and I think it's inevitable that you're going to get a certain percentage of the people leaving at 11 o'clock, whether the show is over or not. But that said, though, Bono has been doing a good job in getting the crowd to uh, sing the whoa, oh, 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 oh's at the end of Love is is Bigger Than Anything in its way. I mean, listening Mm -hmm. in on on the streams, you've got the whole arena singing that, um, uh, going into 13. So there is some audience interaction as far as, as the art of the callback goes, but um, I don't think that they're strong enough songs to entice people to hang around. Yeah. Is it, they, I credit them with, for having the, uh, the, the guts or the bravery or whatever I call it to like keep plowing through with that uh, thematic ending. Cause it, it does, you sort of, you know, if you're on stage and you can see that people are leaving you like edge or whoever can, you can definitely see that from this, the stage and you can see if people are staring up at you with blank faces or looking down at your, their phones or heading for the exits or whatever. Um, but I wonder if it's just like, it's just not a big enough ending, like whether it's the song or the production, you know, uh, and I haven't, again, I haven't been there yet, so I can't say from experience, but um, it's just not a big enough feeling ending to feel like the show is over. Like, cause it feels like you two would have a big explosive, not fireworks maybe, but like some sort of big ending, like we've said. So, um. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen is definitely one of the more low key ends that they've had. I mean, just thinking back to three sixty, um, moment of surrender to my, some people is kind of a, maybe along the same lines as thirteen in that it's a deep cut from an album that not many wasn't a single and all that, but it was a pretty big sounding song. You know, the the, the choruses and the piano and Bono's rap at the end. It felt like oh moment is running this is like a big moment he did the clapping and all that 13 
like I said, it's a lullaby. It's kind of supposed to put you to sleep, I guess, <laughs> um, is in a, in a way of saying. And I, I don't know. It, to them, I think they need to weigh, and I'm sure they're having these conversations, but they need to decide, can we tack on something right after 13 that is puts a bow on the show without kind of trampling over Cedarwood Road, to, I get trampling over the house. Like to people where people still can understand the symbolism of taking the light out while also leaving the show saying, wow, that was that was one heck of an ending or something. I don't know what song they have that could do that. I'm sure lots of people are shouting at their podcast players saying, um, well, if they're on Cedarwood Road, then the obvious next song would be to play where the streets have no name because we're leaving Cedarwood Road. <laughs> And then we can, everybody yeah. can be happy because we get where the streets have no name. There's a thematic connection there and we're all good. Everybody's good. But I'm thinking uh, like out of control, maybe Yeah, Something like that. It just feels like they don't want to send everybody off with that good, big, happy vibe rock song. They want to leave people thinking yeah. or something, but well, they, I mean, they, that's, that's where the production is overweighing the vibe, the, the rock vibe. They want yeah. the, this show to end exactly how the, the last tour started, but in reverse with Bono walking off the stage after swinging the light. Whereas in 15, he walked on the stage alone and started swinging the light. So it's all, yeah. that's the, that's the production overshadowing the, the rock and roll. Right. And what's also odd is everybody's focus is on Bono over on the E stage walking off. So Adam, Larry and edge are just go, Oh, sod it. I'm just going to, you know, nobody's cheering really because there's a lot of people stunned in the in the audience th- thinking, "Is this it? How do you cheer at the end of 13? Um, so you know, it just feels like we as fans are being robbed of that opportunity at the end of the show to really say, you know, encore, encore, or or you know, um, um, woo or whatever you get that <laughs> i'm saving my voice for woo. You know, uh, woo. <laughs> but you know what i mean though i, I mean all that cheering mm-hmm. comes at the end of city of blinding lights and they all take their bows and they come back for the encore but the way that it ends you don't get that final goodbye you you get a a, a, a quick saunter off the stage and then they do runners um so, yeah, I'm sure this is the. Uh, it's just a weird, a weird ending, but this, this it's very Larry. similar to Love Is Blindness. Yeah, yeah, that, and that one I don't know. I didn't experience live, so I can't say it, it felt very good on the Zoo TV video that I watched the concert of it. But I can't say how it would feel like in this in the um, stadium. But even there, at least you had the whole band on stage at the end. I would assume. Um, and Mount Temple in the chat said maybe if people listen to the album, <laughs> that would help, which is always the case whenever you have new songs on a concert stage. I was th- I was going to say, I think this is like the Larry-approved ending, because he gets to leave, Bono does his little thing, and Larry Adam can get into their kimonos and their whatever Larry dresses in. <laughs> Bathrobes aren't going to wear themselves. Oh <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't I actually was thinking, you brought up the runner, Sherry, which is like their term for when they have to like leave the venue as quickly as possible to get to the next city. What is the hurry for when, like, I understand if they don't want to be stuck in traffic. Yeah, I guess. But like, they have to hurry to get to the airport. Yeah. And and I, like, I get to the the snobbery maybe, but like there's three or four days between shows. Wouldn't you rather just like chill back at your hotel for that night and then fly out in the morning? I don't know. I'm sure there's some tax reason or something. If they're in a city too long, they pay more. 
<laughs> Ta-da! You got it. There we go. If they're, if they're in the, I, if there's something to do with you if you're if your work goes past midnight, you're still you know whatever. Yeah, there's something to do with that. And I'm sure it saves them. Uh, it's not just ten thousand bucks or something. I'm sure there's like a huge chunk of change they'd have to leave in city taxes or something if they <laughs> do something like that. So, because even I noticed from Tulsa, like Neil McCormick had an interview with the band on the way to the airport or on the way to the plane, and like his last photo on his Instagram story or whatever was like the plane of them leaving, and he's taking the cab back to his hotel or whatever. So, um, at speaking of the cities where we're in and all that kind of stuff, grown at grown men's asks, where should we all go for pre-show drinks in Nashville? My liver eagerly awaits your answer. So that's the next show on May 22nd, 26th. Sorry. Um, and, uh, I don't have the answer. I don't know where you go. I've uh, never Buster. been to Nashville. What's that Mason? And I don't drink alcohol, so I, I can't help you. I suggested Dave and Buster's because it's, you know, it's drinks and it's fun and games. So (laughs) I don't know if I don't know the reference, but we'll Um, get some skee ball in before you too. Come on. (laughs) All right. We're about uh, five minutes from showtime. If we're, we're, uh, if the band, we should check. We should, we should, we should thank you two for having us uh, at part of their tour. (laughs) What else do opening acts always do? Like to thank all the streamers and the periscopers. Yeah, Larry just hit me back with a thumbs up emoji, so they're ready to go. Okay, <laughs> so it's good. Uh, other things that are coming up besides the Nashville show, where you at Grown Men's, you can tweet at him if you want to tell him where everybody's going for pre-show drinks in Nashville. But uh, the YouTube conference that Sherry mentioned, YouTubeConference.com, is coming up. Registration still open. There we go. And uh, also the Montreal stop, which is after the Nashville stop, is happening. And that's for the band U2. There's uh, just announced, uh, and this often happens in other cities. I'm just aware of it because I'm going to Montreal. So um, Acrobat, the tribute band, and December, the band from Scotland that we've had on the show back on episode 67, um, is going to be in Montreal performing on the Monday night before the show. So, uh, link to the Eventbrite uh, tickets and stuff. I think there's ten bucks beforehand or fifteen bucks at the door. Um, and uh, U2 Songs is doing an event as well. Somebody put in the notes that I'll throw to if you have more details. Yeah, I just I saw some tweets about. It. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm okay. not going to Montreal, so I don't bother paying attention to the details. But there they have some kind of event going on after the first show. Cool. So. So yeah, and if you're if you're going to be in Montreal, Twitter message me or whatever. I, I'm going to hopefully try and get to the December show for sure, like the Acrobat December show, just to see those guys there and, uh, and then be at the show as well. Are you GA or seats? I am GA, so for both. So we are going to record the next podcast two weeks from tonight while you're on the GA floor. Right? Yeah, we'll we'll do it live from the show. Floor. I'll just bring my iMac. Um, just actually, I'll, the whole the whole. Yeah, I'm sure someone from production there will help you out. <laughs> yeah, no, easily. I, speaking of which, I I don't know if anybody else has ever, if you've ever used a computer to produce something that other people are watching, like say in a, like a church service or a, um, I don't know, like a kid's presentation, a, a Christmas thing or whatever, and you have like a video that's going to play off your computer on a big screen that everyone's going to watch. And like, I get nervous hives doing that. And I saw somebody's Instagram story or video, whatever it was of like a view from above the production seat at the YouTube show. And it's just a computer that's playing, you know, might be Final Cut Pro they're editing in or whatever it is, keynote, something that's playing what's on their computer onto the big, huge screen. And like somehow it feels like it should be a more robust thing, but it's just like a dude's laptop that's showing what we're all seeing. And like he hits the space bar wrong and (laughs) technical difficulties, I guess, like in Chicago. So I get nervous enough with this little thing we got going on here 
on our live stream, but at least nobody's going to be too disappointed with their free tickets to this show. So anyways, where can folks find you guys on Twitter if they want to uh, disagree or agree or otherwise? Uh, Sherry, I'll start with you. I'm over at at U2Com Sherry as always. And Mason? Not Mason Merritt, which I'm not. (laughs) So mysterious. Uh, Matt? (laughs) At Matt McGee on the Twitter machine. Verified Matt McGee. What? You got verified? <laughs> How'd you do that? Get the check mark. Oh man. The magic blue check mark. Yep. That means you're a Nazi, right? Is that how it works on Twitter now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that. Woo! That's our 13 moment. No, uh you can follow Twitter or follow at you too on Twitter, twitter.com slash ATU2, <laughs> Facebook.com slash ATU2com, and Instagram.com slash ATU2com. Like I said, if you quickly go there right now, you can maybe catch the end of Jill's story from Chicago One and then jump right into whatever's happening on Chicago too, as we end our recording. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Over to you, you too. See you next time on the YouTube podcast.